Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to it. We are here, part of Ticket Weekends. I'm Austin Norman, Ben Droz on the board here. We're jumping into the Husker Extra Hour. That's what this is. Uh, Four o'clock on Sundays, we bring in two of the heavy hitters from the Omaha World. Harold, break down yesterday's Husker football game. It was a 28-14 win for the Huskers over the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech. And uh, I don't know if Sam won or lost the toss, but either way, uh, Sam deferred to the second half. He'll get a second. So that means we welcome in Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald right now on the Allo VIP line. Tom, Huskers win at 28-14. They're 2-2 two and two right now. But as you look back at last night's game, what's, what's the one big storyline, the first big takeaway that you had for the Huskers and Bulldogs? Well, they won. <laughs> At halftime, I was thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, they weren't really moving the ball very well. The line wasn't um, moving those guys out. Um, offense just was really um, like, like it was out of like, like it was out of options. It didn't have. I couldn't really throw it, um, and uh, just a lot of things weren't working. So. Um, but they they just kept going, and as you would expect them to do, they they wore down the uh, uh, LaTeX defense. So, um, you know, it, it all worked out. It, it could have been forty two uh, instead of twenty eight. They had they had those two long runs called back. But um, you know, just kind of a sloppy game in some ways. But they they they, they just overwhelmed them eventually, and. Um, but you know, as I wrote about, man, it's uh, offense is coming into form. It's uh, it, it, it's a quarterback run offense right now, uh, and certainly Anthony Grant's going to have a lot to say, a lot of carries and a lot to say about it. But uh, it's pretty one dimensional, and uh, they got a good defense. We'll, we'll see how far that can take them. Let's start with just the, the energy, the environment in the stadium. Um, wasn't there, but even on TV, you could kind of feel the the lack of excitement, the lack of buzz and, and energy in the stadium. Was that because of the weather? Did the rain delay suck that even further out, or was it something else? Was Nebraska just not ready to play from the get go? Yeah, I, I, I think that was probably. I mean, I think they're ready to play, but they, you know, it's, it's Harvard's second uh, start, and um, yeah, it, it's LaTeX. It's it's. Um, you know, I just don't think there's a lot of uh, this, this is this is a team with uh, it's it's got flaws, and so the defense is certainly very you know exciting to watch. Uh, they they do a good, but they don't turn the ball over a lot. I mean, it's not a a team that is is going to make um, a lot of turnovers and a lot of excitement that way. So. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's a good question. I, I, I just think um, they got to the slow start. They they got down there, and um, they, they had to use the fake field goal. That was fun. But it's just this offense is going to grind it out, and there's not a lot of you're not going you're not going to create a lot of buzz with the team that has to grind it out. Although they had, um, I, I guess, arguably three long touchdown runs. So. It's it's a team that that did strike for the 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 big play uh, against those guys, um, 
you know, I just found myself watching other Big Ten games and, and just trying to figure out, okay, uh, you know, next week isn't going to go well probably, but, you know, Illinois doesn't look great. Michigan State loses uh, again, and uh, Minnesota loses to Northwestern, and, and, you know, you watch Purdue, and Iowa's not scoring. You just try to think, are, are there four more wins out there? I, I think there there are, but they're going to have to play well. That's something that we talked about quite a bit on our post game coverage. Was the schedule moving forward? If if you ask me after Northern Illinois, I, I felt better than I did after Louisiana Tech. But Tom, I want your take on this. This feels like the first average Nebraska team we've seen in a long time. We've seen we've seen really bad. We've seen really good. But this is a team that does some things well, does other things poorly, and is going to be in every game. You can see a way for them to win every game. You can see a way for them to lose every game. And I don't think Nebraskans are used to just an average football team. Well, we've certainly seen a lot of stuff in the last 20 years. And <laughs> and maybe average isn't, I mean, that's one way to put it. I don't know. They've just been sort of there you know, some years. Um and in and some games, like the last couple of years, they've they've been at the end and just haven't learned how to win. Um, th- this team just doesn't have enough players. It doesn't have enough talent. It just it just doesn't. And uh, especially on offense, there's just not enough there. And they, they, you know, the the, the run, injuries at running back have not helped. It's it's a team that only has to play above itself in in some ways. But I thought that they, they've been doing that on on the. The defensive man, they they have been pretty clean, and you know a couple of penalties last week, but you know special teams has been clean until yesterday. Um, so that that was a little bit of a, a speed bump, but um, I just think it's it's a it's a you know you wonder how how much coaching is going to take effect. I really think these guys, you know, and, and are there are there are there receivers like. Uh, you know, Malachi Coleman, or maybe people gonna show up later in the season that are gonna that are gonna be a factor. Um, is uh, Thomas Fedoni just just getting going um, with a quarterback who who can find him? Um, so yeah, it's it's well, it's average because the talent level overall, I think, is average or maybe above average. It's not. It's again, it's. Not a lot of playmakers, not a lot of great speed. Um, but, man, the, the, the division they're in is certainly very average. So um, it's, a, it's, an, it's a division where you can manage your way through that if you don't make mistakes and, and if you make enough plays. To, you know, then they, that Minnesota game, I'm, and we've been talking about that in the press talk. That's the game they're going to say, we should have won that game. You know, at the end of the year, they're going to look at Minnesota and go, God, we should have won that. So, um, but there's certainly, I mean, I, I, I just don't, you know, simply think they're going to have a chance in Champaign. I just, they're going to have to play well, not turn it over. Uh, defense is going to give them a chance in every game. Uh, maybe not next week, although, I, you know, Michigan can certainly come in there next week and probably sleepwalk a little bit and just try to get out of there. Um, it, you know, and their offense is, is not really explosive. I mean, it, it can be, but um, I don't know. I just, it's, um, I think there's four more wins out there. And uh, I just wonder what's a 
ahead for this? You know, is there is there something that they're doing at practice or with the coaching staff that's going to kick in in about a month uh, that we we don't know yet? Um, you know, for me, the focus is on the offensive line. It's got to get much better. It's just there. You know, the last two weeks they've kind of overwhelmed the opponent in the second half, and, and but right now the. Biggest running plays seem to be on the outside. When they have to go outside, they have to get that option, or they, you know, Grant or Harburg have to kind of kick it out there and, and turn the corner and and and, and find uh, big runs. Um, that, that's going to have to get better as, as you know, starting uh, this week. Even the Billy Kemp end around again, kind of an outside run with an inside element to it. Tom, if people had just tuned in and hadn't heard who you were talking about, you really could have been describing any Big Ten West team in the divisional era, like dating back to 2014. Like, how long have Nebraska fans decried and made fun of some of these teams in the Big Ten West for being boring? And here we are talking about that being Nebraska's best chance to success, is being a Big Ten West team. Yeah, and and, and that's what they've lacked the last several years as well, the the fact that they they have not been uh, they've kind of beaten themselves they haven't been clean um, you know Nebraska <laughs> at the height of its powers you know 70s 80s 90s was a, a very boring team to watch I know I, I covered them from uh, the outside uh, when I was in Kansas City we used to we used to make fun of Nebraska man they're boring they're robots they never make a mistake they just pound and pound and pound. And Osborne's offenses are so boring, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just, now we, you should just kill to have that now, right? But, you know, I, I do. I have made fun of the Big Ten all, you know, for a long time. And, and now, now, I'm in, now I'm in it. Um, but the Big Ten has really done Nebraska a favor. It showed the program what they weren't doing. They've, it's had flaws. Yeah, it's had some talent. Um you know, Abdullah's and, and Kenny Bell's and some of those guys, but they haven't had, they haven't, have not been the, the physical program and they haven't played clean. They, they, they don't, they don't execute, um, uh, very sharply. Uh, they have not over the years, uh, the last, the last several years. So, uh, if I got an AD who, who saw that and said, we don't need to be flashy. We need, we need to play good football. So um, I think they're going to get that done. And they, I think they have in a lot of ways, especially on defense. But they got to recruit now. That's the next step. And uh, when they get those two going together, that, that's when you'll see something. Getting those, those things going together – it sounds a lot like complimentary football. Nebraska did it really well against Northern Illinois. It starts with the the drive that gets to midfield, the punt down to the one, the three and out, then the short field and score. Do you yes. do you trust Nebraska's ability to execute enough offensively? Do you trust special teams enough to say that they can play that style of complimentary football, or is that still going to be an uphill battle for this team for the the next eight games? Well, you know, I think I, I think they're very capable of doing it, and. We, we, We've seen that, and we haven't seen the, the big, the big turnover on defense. We haven't seen the big, uh, the, the block punt, the the big punt return necessarily. Um, but the, they've been playing well. They just until yesterday, they, 
they got lucky on the, the kickoff return was called back and um they, they had a couple other plays i think um uh I'm trying to remember um but they did they did get the the the, the faith field goal was good so mm-hmm. yeah i i think they can i really do i think this offense is going to settle into something and that's what they need to get into a rhythm of well here's who we are and let's get really good at these plays and let's go block them and go get them and um you know Harper's kind of a deceiving guy he he can really scoop through there and and, and take off and um you know it's um he's you know I wonder how much option they're going to run going ahead. They don't really know how to coach the option. Uh, they're trying to, they're, but I, I give them credit for trying to do something that is going to fit what they have. And they have people who, who, who can run that offense. Um, it'd be nice to see, to see more fullback. You know, they, they, they talked about having fullback and it'd be nice to see some more of that. But, um, I just, um, the receiving core, man, it was, wasn't you know, they, they not had a chance for the season, but you know, losing bets and uh, you know, Washington just hasn't been there yet. So um, they got to get something going there. Um, they can't just you know, it can't just be camp. So, mm-hmm. but um, so I, I think, <laughs> excuse me, I, I think they have a good a good formula, the, the best possible formula for this team. Is defense, you know, try to make some plays on special teams, and just run the ball and and try to win games that way. Um, it's not though; it's 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 boring. It's it looks average, but it's where they are right now in the program. They have not; they don't have the players yet. So, again, I give the coaching staff credit for trying to mold a sort of a short term. You know, you're. You're building your your program, you're you're installing your culture, and so on and so forth. You also want to win the first year, um, and he's certainly got enough players to try to do that. Um, so I give him credit for trying to, you know, like I said, I put together a path or a formula in, in order to do that. Now, you know, you. We, we see Northwestern and we see Purdue coming up. Well, you know, they, they won't be pushovers certainly, but those are a couple at home. Well, you know, you can go try to win. So, that, that, so that's four wins. If you, if you get those, that's four wins. Um, can you steal one of Illinois or Michigan State? Can you beat Iowa at home? I mean, can you beat Maryland? You know, Maryland's scoring some points. So it's um, you know, that Wisconsin game. They don't look great. And they lost a running back, but that's a tough place to play. That's a, it's been a haunted house for Nebraska, um, uh, Camp Randall. So it's um, there, there's a lot left to do, and I think it's going to be exciting to watch. But uh, um, right now I feel good about the quarterback. I feel good about the running back. I feel good about the defense. And um, the guy, i got to get that offensive line going. You sure do, and obviously the offensive line getting going will do nothing but help the rest of the team. You mentioned not having enough guys. Anthony Grant looked good in his return uh, to running back one status, I thought, but we only saw two carries for Emmett Johnson and none for Quint Knives. 
is it Anthony Grant and then that's it at the running back position? Is, is that an indictment on Emmett Johnson? Is that just a lack of dudes available? What do you make of, uh, you know, 22 carries for Grant, two for Johnson, and no of the running back in the mix? Yeah, it, it's tough to bring those guys in right now. Now, yesterday was certainly a game where you, you, if, if, you, you probably wanted to do it. Um, you don't know. You, you just don't know what, what's going through a coach. Uh, maybe they didn't feel like the, the you know, Satterfield didn't feel like the, the 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 play was right for them, the circumstance, or you know, these guys they also get cold feet. They get conservative, <laughs> trying to win, and you know, the tendency is to fall back on the guy who's done it. Uh, so I, I don't. I don't. I think they'll certainly play. Um, but um, yesterday's game was not a blowout until the end. So they really didn't get a chance to, you know, go to the bench too or too early. Um, when, you know, when, when that game seven seven, you're thinking, well, we can't lose to these guys. You know, you you want to stay with Grant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it was it's just one of those deals right now where they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do what they can to win. And uh, I do appreciate that with Rule saying, hey, you know, just because you're injured doesn't mean you come back and be the starter. I'm going to I'm gonna play who I think is going to help us win. That's a nice, that's a nice out. To, to, he leaves himself a nice out in case he wants to play Harbor and, and he, he needs an excuse to play him or something. Well, you know, we don't have that policy. If you're injured, you come right back. We just figure out who's going to help us win. So um, I, I appreciate that a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, I've been. I think Harburg's got it going right now. I, I don't think I don't think you bring Sims back, even if he's healthy. And, you know, after two weeks off, you don't throw him in against Michigan. Um, I mean, it's in, in, in that kind of stage. So, um, but. Yeah, I, I think you know, Grant. I, I didn't realize that. I went back and looked. He he carried the ball thirty-two times because Indiana. I don't remember that last year, but um, apparently he had thirty-two carries. Uh, that's a hell of a lot. That's a big load. It's a big <laughs> um, size load. And, and and so he did that, and he he likes to do that. So uh, we got to you know, keep him healthy because that that you know there's a lot of games left. A lot of a lot of body blows still to be to be had, and uh, a lot of a lot of you know, bruises and hits. So, um, and they're just that's what they're going to do now. I think it's been decided they're going to line up and they're going to run it. And um, you know, the people in the stands wearing the run the damn ball hat, they're uh, <laughs> they're on their feet, so they're cheering. So um, we'll see we'll, we'll see where it takes them. Nebraska's going to run the ball. It's also done a really good job of stopping the run so far this year. Only 46 rush yards, again, allowed against Louisiana Tech. No sacks this time. I'll give Louisiana Tech credit for that, a quick passing game. Um, The the, the drive that stands out to me, Tom, was the one right after the rain delay. Um, I get it. Everyone was cold coming back on the field. But, again, it felt like there was no juice from the defense. Is that a situation where... Luke Reimer's a vocal guy, might have had the defense, you know, in a better position, ready to go out of that break, or do you give the defense a pass on that one? A little bit of a pass because you don't have that very often, and it's not a, a, 
a real veteran defense. Certainly Luke is, but uh, and he may have done that. But I also give you know Louisiana Tech credit. When you're in the locker room, it's like another halftime. You, you, you can kind of script what you're going to do coming out of the gate. And so I think they, they had a chance to do that. And, um, but yeah, I think it was hard for Nebraska to come back out. And, and uh, that's just um, a little bit of inexperience, but also you don't really plan on that. So, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to, what you're going to do. So nah, I wasn't really, really that concerned with it. Um, I, I just, um, I just go back to those first two games. I think they played really well in Minnesota. That they gave up the, you know, the, the the turnovers put them in a terrible spot. They ended up giving up that that, that uh, incredible touchdown and dragging the feet play. And Colorado, I thought they really played well. I really thought they got after them. And uh, just too many turnovers put them, and they aren't ready to handle that. And Colorado's got uh, the skilled people to uh, in the atmosphere. Um, you know, to get that done. But um, so I, I, I felt good about them all year. I really have. And, uh, but again, they, they don't have enough yet either. They, they, need, they need more. They need more pointers. They need more uh, you know, speed and more size. And it's, it's all coming. Um, but um, I, I like the way these guys, you know, Tony White and those guys on defense are, are, are coaching and uh, he have those guys playing. So, that's gonna be fun to watch in this. You know, not not a lot of uh, explosive offense in the Big Ten West, <laughs> but um, I think that's gonna give Nebraska a chance in almost all those games. Tom, we'll let you go with this one. Taking a look at the coaching staff through four games, what are your impressions now compared to where you thought they would be in the preseason? Are there any coaches that stand out positively or negatively in your mind through four games? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I give them a little pass on negative because, I, again, I, you can only coach so much. You have to have players. College football is a player's game. It's a playmaker's game. You either have guys or you have dudes. And the Masters doesn't have a lot of dudes. They, they, they need to go find some dudes. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier. You know, Deion Sanders has got a couple dudes on offense, including the quarterback. Who's the coach's son, by the way? <laughs> so it makes it a little easier uh, when you have those kind of guys. So, uh, but I, I really think Tony White uh, overall has done a great job on defense. Um, I think Ed Foley has, they have not been spectacular, right? They haven't made the big play. And maybe we give them too much credit for just doing what they should do, but we haven't seen that in so long. So <laughs> we're, we're excited about catching a punt, all right? We're we're excited about anything that that isn't isn't screwing something up. So uh, on special teams, so uh, that that could get better certainly. Um, uh, I just uh, I'll blind. I don't know what's going on there yet. You know, maybe maybe Teddy full time Teddy helps that out, but um, I, I I've been a, I've been a little disappointed. Um, but um, they just did a re- receiver. They just haven't. I think Alexander Field is, is starting to throw a little thing here and there in there, and it's going to be interesting. You know, last week uh, a couple screen, he had a couple uh, uh, 
screens that worked big and uh, quarterback draw. And then yesterday, like you said, the uh, reverse. I mean, it, it's just stuff like that. They're going to have to pull a rabbit out of their hat once in a while uh, to keep people honest. Um, and that, that'll be the challenge going forward in these next eight games. Is um, People are going to know what Nebraska is going to do. Mm-hmm. what their offense is. Uh, it'll be an easy scout. Question, can you keep them on their toes a little bit? And uh, that's why I wonder if there might be a couple, of, a couple of young receivers who um, are going to show up there eventually and maybe help out. And I, I appreciate them not rushing those guys in there. I mean, let's face it, the people, most people expected – uh, six and six this year, maybe at the most. I mean, I certainly, I, I, that, that was my ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. so you, you don't, it isn't a make or break year where you have to rush a bunch of guys in there to play them. Um, and so I, I think, I think you could stay on plan before game, keep your ratios playing, but, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see if there's maybe guys that are going to come in here. Like those running backs, you said, Emmett. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll show up as we go. Um, and don't forget, after Illinois, there's a, a well-timed bye week, mm-hmm. which uh, you never know. But that that'll give them a week to kind of come out of that, and, and, and maybe you know we'll, we'll see a few things we haven't seen yet. Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald with us here on the Husker Extra Hour. If you uh, missed Tom's post-game column, anything midweek, go check it out at Omaha.com. Hit the little Huskers tab. Tom, appreciate it as always. Uh, look forward to reading what you got this week. Thanks, sir. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, Tom. There he goes, Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald with us kicking off the Husker Extra Hour. We're going to step aside for a first break of the show. We'll bring in uh, the other heavy hitter, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald, as we continue the Husker Extra Hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Husker Extra Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Thanks to Walter for tuning in on the YouTube stream. We are worldwide on our free app, as well as Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, We bring in Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald right now on the Allo VIP line. Really appreciate our friends at Allo for everything that they do. Um, Sam, did you you win the toss and did you defer? Is that how this worked out? No, not really. No, that's, that's, uh, you know, he's... He's the first-half guy. I'm the second-half guy. How's that? Fair enough. Well, Nebraska, much more a second-half team than a first-half team. 0-0 after one quarter, 7-7 at halftime between the Huskers and the Bulldogs. Didn't score on the opening scripted drive. Nebraska didn't, but the defense held strong as well. What do you make of the the offense's lack of consistency in terms of putting points on the board through four games? Well, I mean, I think there's there's a lot to be said for, for what they are and um, they aren't doing. I, I mean, I think that they don't have a lot of explosive plays, so you have to find a way to, to um, you know, get in scoring position, and they don't do that necessarily a ton. They had a couple of long runs called back against um, against Louisiana Tech. They're probably keeping some things in their back pocket for games like um, Michigan, you know, and they feel like they need a, a, a trick play or something to, to put it on the board, but I think they're also pretty content with, you know, trying to just, just punt 
play defense, rely on rely on their defense. That's something that I think Nebraska has not wanted to to do uh, since joining the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that Iowa's been very comfortable doing. So is Minnesota, and you know it's it's worked out for them more often than Nebraska's approach has worked out for Nebraska. So. I think there's a conservatism a little bit. I, they're trying to create some big plays. Certainly, Marcus Satterfield's trying to dial up some long throws, but I think they're pretty content, um, you know, punting the football and, and playing some defense, getting field position, capitalizing when they can. Uh, that's probably where they're at. It's not a great offense. I mean, let's 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 not kid ourselves. They're down a lot of skill players at this point, and they're going to try to put it together the best they can. Tom and I were laughing a little bit at that very fact. I mean, it took till the year divisions go away for Nebraska to finally lean into the Big Ten West. Do you trust the defense and special teams enough for Nebraska to make that complimentary Big Ten West-style football work for the next eight games? Well, work relatively, sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to the extent they're going to win, like, five or six games, probably not. I mean, I they want to win four and get to a bowl game and, there's some opportunities on the board. I think there's an opportunity to win win a road game uh, at Illinois or Michigan State. I think that's there. I think it's on mm-hmm. the board for them. And they got to try to grab one of those two. And, uh, you know, so I think there's chances there for them to, to do what they want to do. I think the, the defense is probably going to hold up. There's some things about their defense that I think um, Louisiana Tech exploited. I don't know that a lot of other teams can exploit it. But you saw a few of the things that, that Louisiana Tech was trying to do. They're certainly trying to tax Nebraska's ability to tackle consistently in space. Mm-hmm. And then I think they've found that that Jack Backer, who's strong side backer essentially, but Jack Backer it, it maybe is a little late on the drop. And so they hit they hit a couple they hit a couple of slants, um, you know, uh, against Bayer and Borders. I don't Sherman. I don't think he was in there for those. But they don't. Their jackbackers aren't great in drop, you know. And strong side guys are always, you know, imperfect in drops. But mm-hmm. um, you know, they they try to hit a few of those. But I think defensively they're okay. Special teams, you know, they're they're fifty third in net punting. But Brian Buschini has nine punts inside the twenty. That's uh, tied for sixth in the country. They'll take that. Uh, you know, their special teams isn't great. I mean, it hasn't been great yet. Uh, certainly, the place kicking is a concern. Mm-hmm. They're their kickoff defense was a concern going into the game. I tweeted right before the start of the game that Louisiana Tech is a KOR and a PR threat, and they were. I think Nebraska knew that going in, but they they did not make the play on that one, and you know that was kind of a holding a penalty away from the from the touchdown run. Got called back, but that that kickoff defense needs to get better. Punt defense needs to get a little better. Um, yeah, they need to get a little better on special teams. Actually, I think they're. They're probably not quite where they want to be, and and Matt Rule might have to, you know, might have to um, press his thumb on it a little. That's just that's just my sense. They spent so much time with this offense and trying to figure out how to build an offense around Harburg and and not have it all fall apart. That I think that that special teams probably needs a little bit more rules, um, tender love and care, so to speak. If you look at those, I guess five aspects of special teams: place kicking punting, um, punt return, kickoff, kick return. Which of those five would you make your priority to improve first? Well, place kicking is place kicking. It's a make or miss game. It's like darts uh, or golf. So the, the only thing you can really do there is is double down on 
you know, trusting a guy or uh, go to somebody else. You can do some drills that might help, might not help, but it's it's kind of like golf. And so, you know, you might have to put your Ryder Cup captain hat on and try to figure out mentality-wise where Alvano's at, how you can, you can get him locked in. Um, before the kick on Saturday, I turned to my colleague, Evan. First of all, they, they managed the clock very poorly at the end of the first half. I'll have to mm-hmm. roll about that tomorrow. Uh, but I was like, he's not making this kick. They, you have to prepare uh, a young kicker in, in prepare them to go out there. I mean, I don't think I don't think him in the middle left hash was his ideal look. You know, I don't I don't know exactly where he's at, but when you get on that far hash, you can kind of aim it at that far pole and bring it back in. Or if you're on the right hash and you're a right footed kicker, you can kind of aim at the right pole and draw it in. Either way, you can draw that in. When you're kind of where he was which is sort of in the middle, middle left, you kind of have to kick it straight. That's actually harder to do. That's why NFL kickers are so good because they don't have any room for error. They're right in the middle of the goalposts, and they have to kick it basically straight. They can move it a little, um, and they're really good at moving it, but it's harder to do. Whereas in college, you can kind of move it around like a golfer would, bringing it over a bunker or something like that. So I think Alvano needs work. Um, Obviously, you'd improve that. Kickoff defense, I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about it. Are, are you smart enough know. to make focusing on that even worth it at this point? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know enough about it to be able to tell you what they need to fix. I just, I'm watching the games back, and I just thought Saturday there might be a chance for Louisiana Tech to break one. I think the kick return unit is close. Tommy mm-hmm. Hill's been close for two years. He's got to get a little less loose with the ball. I know that for sure. And and he he needs to maybe bring it a little further inside and and maybe maybe not quite try to hit the alley where he hits it, but maybe a little further inside and then go outside, maybe ten yards down the road. I don't know. Like I just I think that kick return unit is actually close to breaking another one. They were close all of last year and then Ramir broke one in the first game. The kick, return, the kick defense is not very good, and I think some of it has to do with the kickoff specialist. He doesn't, you know, Alvano is not kicking the ball consistently where it needs to go. And so, you know, they had a short kick on that one that they returned for a touchdown that was called back. There's just a lot going on there. Um, specialists are tough, man. Like, the Big Ten has elite specialists. They have the best kickoff punter and place kickers in the country, and you need to recruit them. You need to recruit them. And Nebraska just needs to continue to get better. Bushy has been okay. I think he would tell you that he could be better. Hell, I mean, Louisiana Tech, that punter, he had a shank, but then he had a beautiful couple of punts later in the game. So, you know, that's just, it's just a tough job, man. Like, it, there's not many people on the planet who can do it really well. Not wrong about that. Uh, we're talking with Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. I'm glad you brought up the end of the first half, and I'm going to be listening for that tomorrow, Sam. So, I mean, waiting for that question. Was that decision, again, I know you're going to ask, but as you look at it, before you ask, do you think that decision to, to play it the way they did was, was indecision? Was it that conservatism you mentioned? Was it something else? I don't know. Um, my sense is, so they got the ball with 205 left, I think, in the half. They were at their own 35. Louisiana Tech didn't have any timeouts. So, you know, from my perspective, 
you want to obviously try to end the half with the football and have an opportunity to score, but you have to imagine, okay, we're going to pump this thing back, and they don't have any timeouts. And by the time they get the ball back, at worst it was going to be, what, a minute. If that, yeah. And so they probably were just going to go into the locker room. I mean, they were probably going to do whatever. So I think the time that was taken between the, the first and second down and second and third down plays, you're switching personnel. Anytime you switch personnel, the other team has the opportunity to match it. You don't really want to call your timeouts in that moment. They had three timeouts. You don't really want to stop the clock artificially like that. But I would think that you have a faster process to, to get those things in and out. You have to be able to run. Now, some, now in some circumstances, the rest is running the same place, but they're running them out of different formations. Uh, you got to be able to move faster in those processes and, and run tempo. I, I'm not a coach. Um, I'm not a former player. So I don't want to act like I am. I just, there's things about the operation that, that still are, 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 are whatever. They just, they just are, and they're working through it, and I think they're getting better. They inherited a unique challenge on offense. They chose a quarterback who, you know, I, I don't think he's all that with Sims. And then, you know, he got hurt, and then Harburg, you know, Harburg deserves a chance to learn. He is learning, and the skill players are de- depleted, and there's just all kinds of stuff going on. And so I think they're trying to do the very best that they can to, to move the football and to put the team in position while not turning it over. And they've done a pretty good job for the last two weeks. So you don't want to be too harsh on that on that on that sequence. At the same time, you know, if you had a more experienced quarterback, I think there'd be a kind of what you're, what are you, you know, what are you doing. Um, they'll have lots of lessons to learn at the end of the year. I think Matt Rule would say, hey, you know, we're just trying to figure out a bunch of different things on the offensive side of the ball. And Sure, sure. I'm not sure he's probably thrilled with some of the things going on, but they're trying to fix it. This is, this is, a, this is a first year full of, full of baby steps. He's probably more more thrilled with the defense. I think that's fair to say, especially the rush defense. Sure. It's been really good. But Sam, they have probably their biggest test of the year in the run game coming up in Michigan with Corum, with Edwards, with that offensive line. Is Nebraska's rush defense for real? Is it a product of the teams they've played? How do you think it holds up against Michigan on Saturday? I do think it's for real, yeah. I mean, I think they have a good run defense. I think Michigan's going to, to try to run the ball anyway. They're, they're not going to be afraid. To, to run the football. I think they'll do that with tight ends and and in various things. They run a lot of interesting power plays that will put Nebraska in, in some tight spots and simultaneously Nebraska may try to run, run under some blocks and 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 break some stuff up. Uh, power plays the way that Michigan runs them similar to the way Wisconsin ran, ran them. You can really blow them up and then you can also Bob Diaco used to describe it as, you know, playing defense at 30,000 feet. And what he meant was, if you have a plane at 30,000 feet and there's a one-foot hole in the plane, the plane's going to break apart. And that's kind of what this is. Like, you know, Michigan's going to compress you, and they'll have you they'll have you stacked up almost between the hash marks, and then they'll pull a guard, and they'll, they'll bring a tight end down, and all of a sudden Blake Corm's got one guy. You know, and maybe that guy makes a tackle, and it's a nine-yard game. Maybe that guy doesn't make the tackle and it's a 55-yard touchdown. That's just kind of how they're going to play. And Nebraska's going to have to be really disciplined, and they're going to have to tackle really well. 
kind of withstand some of what Michigan's going to do. The hard thing about Michigan is they, they can throw the ball. Right. Uh, they have really, really good receivers. They have a great tight end. The tight end's terrific. Mm-hmm. Colston Loveland is really good. Um, they've got some good receivers, too. Smaller guys, I, I wouldn't describe them as Ohio State's guys, but they're, they're good and they're, they're, they're fast. And so Nebraska's going to have to watch a lot of different things, and, and then they're going to have to be really consistent because Michigan does a really good job of throwing a bunch of different things at you, and then you have to execute each one of those things. And so over the course of a 60-minute game, I think Nebraska will do a pretty good job, but simultaneously they'll, they'll probably get busted a few times, and Nebraska's offense is going to have to find a way to answer. So I don't know what you're keeping in your back pocket this week, and, and this is this is always tough, right? So, like, do you keep it? Do you pull it out of your back pocket for Michigan, or do you keep it in your back pocket for Illinois, or for you know Purdue or Maryland? Do you, do you keep you pull it out of your back pocket for games that you feel like you can win? You know, that's 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 uh, the age old question. You know, you go back six seven years ago, Nebraska could have fourteen commits in the class and be bringing in every four and five star they had for the Michigan game and you probably pull out all the stops because, well, you're playing Michigan and you want to put on a show for the recruits. And they got 25 commits in their class. So <laughs> I, I'm not trying to say they're not going to try to win to be clear. I think you got to play this game and say, Hey, let's see where we're at at halftime. If this thing's 10, seven, let's do what we got to do. We got a chance to get on top of this thing. Um, but Nebraska's early in the Matt rule era. And, you know, a win like this would be a huge deal simultaneously a win at Illinois be a huge deal. Every win is a huge deal. So you have to, you have to you know, proceed accordingly based on what, what the situation is game to game. Okay. Same last thing for you here, Nebraska's two and two definitely within the range of possibilities from what most people were predicting before the season. Did they, mm-hmm. did they get to two and two? How you thought, does it feel the way you thought it would feel after four games? What's the tenor of these next eight? Defense has been a little better than I thought it'd be. Offense has struggled a little bit more than I thought it would. I am intrigued by the, the the passing game, what it is and what it's not. I think the run game has been about what I expected. I wrote before the season about running the quarterback. I thought they would do that quite a bit. What I, what I haven't seen as much of is some of the past stuff that I thought I might see. Maybe we'll see that as the season progresses. Um, yeah, I, I thought they'd be 3-1. and one. At this point, to be really honest with you, I didn't. I didn't really think Colorado was going to be what Colorado was, at least for the first two weeks of the season. Um, they kind of came back down to earth uh, on on Saturday, and they'll probably come further deck down to earth against USC. At least their defense will. So, where Colorado ends up at the year, at the end of the year, they might be six and six, seven and five. But the team that Nebraska played that day was like an eleven win team, based on the emotion and the energy and all that jazz. So. Nebraska ran into a bit of a buzzsaw up there. They're two and two. I thought they'd be three and one. Simultaneously, some of the teams that are later on the schedule aren't probably as good as I thought they'd be. I think, uh, you know, Iowa's got a lot of issues. I mean, they they're they're not bad. I mean, they're still a pretty good team, but they've got issues. And Illinois' defense is bad. I mean, it's not. It's just not. It's not nearly as good as anyone thought it was going to be. So. There's games out there to win that maybe you didn't think at the beginning of the year were going to be out there to win. And Nebraska's right in the thick of it. Like they, they don't have to take a backseat. Maybe this week they're, they're an underdog. After this week, there isn't going to be a single football game Nebraska plays where the line is, is double digits either way, whether it's Northwestern, 
or it's Wisconsin. There's not going to be double digit. There's not going to be a double digit line either way, all the way out now. So every game's winnable and every game's losable. Sounds about right for this team. Once again, check out Omaha.com for the latest for what? Uh, Tom Chattel writes and our guest right now, Sam McEwen. Again, Omaha.com. Click the Huskers tab. Sam, appreciate the time. Uh, look forward to another week of coverage. All right, take care. There he is, Sam McEwen, with us on our Allo VIP line, providing exceptional service with local heart. Check out Allo Fiber for all your home internet needs. We'll take a break one last time, get ready to hand it over to uh, Tom and Melby there in the building for the Husker Rewind. One final segment here of the Husker Extra Hour comes your way in just a sec. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back one final time here on the Husker Extra Hour. Big thanks to Tom Chattel and Sam McEwen for joining us over the last hour here. Again, Omaha.com. Check out their coverage on the World Herald. Joined by the Rewind fellas, Tom, Melby in the building. Gentlemen, Husker's hey, win. How are you? 14. How enthused were you? Uh, after Saturday night? Yeah. I, I'm very frustrated headed toward the fourth quarter. Uh, actually, into the third quarter. I thought they reacted well. They found something uh, with some, you know, power formations, and uh, th- they won the game. But it, it's frustrating right now. I, I, the offensive line has not gotten dramatically better. Nebraska's down to one eye back. It looks right right mm-hmm. now. Emma Johnson, we didn't see much. Two carries, six yards. They don't have a wide receiver. They have a pretty good <laughs> tight end. They have pretty actually two pretty good tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a team. That doesn't have many weapons. It's going to be interesting to see what Marcus Satterfield can do because the Big Ten West is awful. In fact, mm-hmm. the Big Ten, I think, outside, it's outside the Big Three, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, it's a bad league. It's really a bad league. There's six wins for Boise State maybe on this, <laughs> on this Nebraska, but is there six wins for Nebraska? I, I just don't know. I mean, we'll find out, I guess. Mike? I, I still go back after week one. I, I altered my ceiling from eight wins down to six. I, I mean, yeah, I think they can get to six, but can they get seven, eight? Uh, no, I just don't think so right now. They don't have the offensive but line I, play. They don't have the quarterback play. You can say what you want about Henry Harburg and his, and his running ability, mm-hmm. et cetera. But, I mean, bottom line is if they don't get to six, last. that's, that's kind of bad because that's – there's a lot of teams on the schedule that aren't good football teams. The problem is Nebraska's one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just, that, that's it just, a big problem there. Just a lot of you only got to find four. You can talk yourself into five. Well, okay, six, so let maybe? me ask you this: but, are, are, are you talking yourself into Northwestern? That's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I Northwestern would. found a way. Nebraska, you should didn't. talk yourself into that. Northwestern's not great, but neither was Minnesota. Would you take their quarterback over either one of our quarterbacks right now? Because I yes. know I would. Somehow, some way, I would. I think I would pick pretty much any quarterback. I mean, wheel, spin the wheel, see which quarterback it lands on. I'll probably take him. Ben so, Bryant this year, for reference, is eighty-one of one thirty-six through the air, six touchdowns, th- three interceptions at five point nine yards per attempt. Where'd they get this guy? Where Cincinnati. He's going to say he came from Cincinnati. He left when Fickle went yeah. to uh, Wisco. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. By Here's, the way, he's why didn't we get the playoff last year? Why didn't we I don't get know, him? because somebody fell in love with Jeff Sims, and that's who we, we have. So, And they didn't like Casey Thompson. Not, not that it would matter now, because he wouldn't be playing anyway. 
That's our show. That's what our show's going to be about. (laughs) There you go. We got about a minute left, Ben, if you want to hit the bumper over there. That's the rewind. Husker football (laughs) rantings and ravings. No, it'll be happier. We'll have have positive things to say. They won the game. They're 1-0 this week, baby. We will will not pull a Ryan Day or uh, uh, a what's-his-name, Jake, what's-his-name out at... uh, uh, Dickert out at Washington State and, and just absolutely go off on really, really old guys for nothing.